0: Welcome to What We Think About When We Think About Code. Today's guest is Brett. Welcome, Brett. Hi. Um, so i like to start out to try and get a feel for your level of immersion in code. Uh, so i like to start out by asking some questions about your personal history. Like, uh, can you talk about how you first learned to write code? Sure. Sure. Um,
1: I guess I first learned <laughs> to write code like when I learned to read, basically. It was around that oh, time Wow! my dad, I think, was learning to code. And so he's like, oh, you know, come try this. Mm-hmm. So I would have been like four or five probably at that time. Wow. And yeah. how did he teach you? I don't remember. I think, um, you know, it was first, you know, basic was the language of the time, or uh-huh. at least for <laughs> learning stuff. And I think he's like, oh, you know, you can type this in and this is what happens. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, I think probably the first program was like, you know, 10 print, hello, Brett, okay. and 20, uh, or maybe maybe some loop prints it out like 10 times. Like, wow, that's great. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and, and, and you know, I wouldn't say it was event. I think, I think a lot of it also at that point was like, you would get... See, see you're 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 so young you probably never had this experience but then you would go and get like an actual book and it would uh-huh. have like code printed out in it and you'd like type it all in and then at the end you'd run it and hopefully something awesome would happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. Absolutely>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh cool and so were you had you been um like coding continuously since then
1: um yeah I guess pretty much yeah mm-hmm. okay I think you know when I was a kid uh you know, because my dad was into, like, more, more like business programming. We never had the cool, like, game-playing computer. So mm-hmm. I think a big motivation for me when I was a kid was, like, oh, I want to make a game on this computer that doesn't have a lot of games on it. And so yeah. That was sort of something I would do a lot in my Were you able time. to actually make games? Oh, sure. I think yeah. I
0: made a whole bunch. I, yeah, I don't know what happened cool. to them. But <laughs> yeah. And uh, how long have you been writing professionally? Um, I guess
1: since... Uh, college uh, you know this this, well um depends what you call professionally i i guess yeah really in in college i had like summer jobs and internships Uh things like that um would that count as professional or or do you well i guess i'm I'm looking (laughs) at
0: like kind of doing it full-time continuously full-time yeah yeah, yeah. so so i actually went to grad school so i didn't like
1: full-time start until uh until i graduated which was um end of 2005
0: i think so okay but suffice it to say you've been at it for a while yeah yeah okay uh cool so like another i'm gonna kind of get at um the meat of you know the my questions by taking a little side route and talking about sort of flow states okay um does that uh phrase mean something to you
1: um, I guess you mean like, yeah, just kind of being in the, the zone of it, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Okay, being sure. like
0: when you're, yeah, like super productive states mm-hmm. in yeah. the zone is yeah. what another people, another way people describe it. Um, so what do those states look like for you?
1: What do they look like? Um, I mean, it's hard to describe. I, I feel like when I'm kind of in the zone, I'm not really thinking anything, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, there's no like, uh, words or something. You just have this idea of what you want to make happen and you're just like mm-hmm. making it happen. So, mm-hmm. um, similar for writing code as it might be for, I, I don't know, drawing or building something
0: or other <laughs> activities mm-hmm.
1: where you just kind of know what you're doing and you're just mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah.
0: But so like thinking about, you know, you have this idea that you mm-hmm. want to make happen. What mm-hmm. does that idea look like? That how is it expressed internally?
1: um hmm i'm not really sure i can describe it um i i guess you kind of have a sense of of you know you know because it's all logical you have a sense of the
0: logic of what you want to happen Mm -hmm. and will you hear sort of like words repeating to yourself like what needs to happen or will it be
1: i think not at the coding phase Mm -hmm. no i'm not really think not really like mentally sometimes you know you're mentally talking to yourself mm-hmm. kind of like a stream of consciousness but i don't feel like it's like that when i'm coding. It, it, it's kind of more like that maybe like in the debugging part okay um because i kind of feel like that you know you're kind of trying to reason out uh-huh. what's going on what's going wrong then there mm-hmm. might be more of like an internal dialogue do you think
0: of, like you kind of slow down during debugging or like Like, are you moving a lot faster when you're coding versus debugging? Or,
1: um, yeah, for sure. I mean, when you're debugging, it's because you you don't know what needs to Uh happen, right? So, yeah, yeah, but but also it's because at that point, yeah, I mean, there's kind of like a a mystery that needs to be solved, yeah. So, you're thinking, you know, it's almost like like a detective type mystery like, there was a crime, (laughs) it was the bug, Mm -hmm. Uh, here's the clues, and so so Mm -hmm. then I'm sort of but. So at that time, I think, yeah, mentally, I'm there's some internal dialogue. But I think when I'm writing something, whether it's something new or refactoring or anything, it just kind of, like, happens. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, let's try and dive in as okay. much as we can on that. Like, do you kind of, let's suppose you're, um, you know, working with some interacting classes, right? Mm-hmm. Do the, sure. Uh, do you feel a certain thing about the classes? Do you kind of see them as shapes or mm-hmm, like colors mm-hmm. or? Mm-hmm. Um... Um, yeah,
1: I guess right at the at the design level, you kind of want to put some idea between, <laughs> fix some idea to each part of it, like like a class. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do I think of it as? I wouldn't say a shape or a color, so.
0: Uh, I don't okay. know what's left. <laughs> uh, yeah just kind of um, an idea or a concept okay maybe, you know uh like an abstract what concept. does the concept feel like like um well
1: um you know it's a th- it's a thing that does something just like you might think about uh, i don't know the addition or something uh-huh. like that like uh
0: it's it's a it's a thing that can happen. It, but see to me when you just said like addition I saw in my head an image of a plus sign. Oh, a big sign, plus sign. Oh, right? interesting. Okay, yeah. But you don't see anything like that or do you? Uh No, I don't think so. It's
1: it's just an idea which I can sorry that's a kind of a Yeah, yeah word, no, you know, that's but... <laughs> fine. I mean, this is
0: uh, uh, you know um certainly there are like, cases
1: like if you're working with like, you know, user interface stuff. <laughs> um, of course um, sure, you, you might visualize associate. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. But mm-hmm. what
0: about um do you feel anything kind of like spatially mm-hmm. um spatially like think uh, like for me personally like i often right. would think of well would feel the classes as kind of surfaces oh, i see i see know? and they're kind of touching each other or yeah connected exactly. somehow
1: um i guess yeah maybe there could be some uh no, I don't think I'm really feeling okay. it actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, hearing anything? No, no. I mean if anything it would be more on the visual side. Yeah, uh-huh. Like more like yeah. Do you sort of think about like diagrams of like a data structure or um
1: I guess at the planning phase, mm-hmm. sure. I mean you might actually make those diagrams. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, but um and then would I think of them later? Maybe not. It just kind of impresses itself as, like, again, <laughs> an idea sure. of something that has to happen. Like, we know we want this thing. We're mm-hmm. just going to make that thing
0: happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind of, like, how is that expressed internally when you need something to do something? Is that, Are you thinking, like, the words, like, mm-hmm. oh, this needs to do X and Y? Or?
1: Hmm. Well, that's a good question. <laughs> um, the words... Um, I think not necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said before, there might be times when I want to think of it that way, when I'm trying to analyze something's gone wrong, okay, this is doing that, it's mm-hmm. going to come out like this. Then I might put it into words. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, it's kind of more, more primitive than that. And it's just mm. like, yeah. if I have a data structure, I just think of it as... That thing. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Um, what about refactoring? Like, mm-hmm. if you're... Let's say you're extracting a method. Is there a certain feeling or image or sound associated with that? Um, right.
1: A s- sound. No. Um, refactoring. So, like, you know, reorganizing the code. Yes. I mean, it's kind of like when... It feels to me like editing a when I'm editing a document, you know, like if you have you're writing an essay and then okay. you go through and you decide, oh no, I want to change the flow of this essay. Yeah. I mean, but
0: to me, it, like if I were writing an essay, I, I would be hearing you'd the be words mentally like, reading it out. repeating to myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas I don't have that same experience with code or not all the sure, time. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I find it a little hard to, to characterize what the what the thinking is.
0: Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I mean, for me, well, one thing about the reason I asked that question is, for me, like, there's a very specific uh, experiential metaphor, mm-hmm. which is, like, if I imagine, you know, some big method and I'm pulling out smaller methods, right. to me it feels like you feel a it... sticky... Gooey oh. thing that I'm pulling pieces out of, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. Sure. Um, so you know, I've noticed like for me, it, like things are primarily expressed kind of via like a texture or mm-hmm. a space. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. it sounds like you don't have that association. No, I don't think so. Okay,
1: um, you know, maybe maybe especially when it comes to breaking things down. Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking like a lot of the refactorings I've done lately have been. You know, trying to delete things. Just like the best, the best <laughs> yeah, to exactly. <laughs> cleaning up, and then yeah, it kind of feels like yeah, clean cleaning up or yeah, cl- cleaning yeah.
0: Well, what about? I mean, so you know, you do have moments where you go into the zone and you're like really productive, right? Mm-hmm, sure. What's the difference between those moments and your regular day to day?
1: Hmm. Um. I guess it's, it mostly comes down to like, the, like distraction. Like, you know, other times, you, you know, you're thinking about different things mm-hmm. like that are going on, things. non-code things. Yeah, mm-hmm. you might get a little mentally sidetracked. Um, but, you know, when you're in the, what, what you call a flow state, I, I, I think, yeah, there's not much sensation of, of, of other things going on. It mm-hmm. like a focus totally
0: on this problem and mm-hmm. get it done do you listen to music
1: sometimes yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. what kind of music
1: uh i would say a pretty eclectic okay of music <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i don't know but with
0: uh, lyrics or no uh sometimes okay.
1: yeah yeah um yeah yeah i mean sometimes more like electronic type music without lyrics i mm-hmm. uh, i think i kind of like that the most for coding um mm-hmm. but other times i don't know i've been listening to a lot of like like Regina Spectre, like Normal music. Yeah.
0: Do you ever anthropomorphize pieces of code? Like think about them as if they were humans? Right. I would say not usually, but again, coming back to when, when there's like the
1: debugging uh-huh. situation, then I feel that happens more often. Like, mm mm-hmm yeah you're like
0: oh you did this (laughs) okay (laughs) what kind of like attributes might a thing that's been anthropomorphized have uh
1: uh-huh uh attributes or Mm. how might it
0: act like right right how do they tend to
1: yeah um hmm how is it behaving yeah often it's it's uh you know, writing memory out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you know, so it do, do a lot of lot of uh, C plus <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is the kind of bugs you end up chasing. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we trashing random bits of memory? Uh
0: huh. Yeah. Um, right. But do you think, like, when something becomes anthropomorphized, do you start thinking about its motivations, or um, like in in terms of its actions, or? um a little bit yeah like like yeah you know when
1: when it was doing something wrong there must have been <laughs> maybe there was a motive although that, that doesn't always hold up with uh, with debugging but um
0: so i guess i'd say yeah sometimes okay you know. what um kinds of things might become anthropomorphized like would it be a method or like a module or mm-hmm. a class or a server right um oh yeah good question i think like a method that would be like the most
1: common oh right really? yeah um but certainly if there's some external facility you're interacting with like a service then yeah you could i, I, I can see how you, i might like mm-hmm. anthropomorphize that a
0: little yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know notice that you do it frequently or
1: yeah i mean i
0: don't notice it frequently yeah okay and like so you said like when you're debugging Mm -hmm. that's when you notice it do you think is Mm -hmm. there like what's the difference between debugging like do you notice anything like relevant differences about debugging that causes the anthropomorphization to become Uh, useful or to um I guess it's the mystery aspect of it. Okay. The fact that, like,
1: okay, you know something went wrong, but, but what is it? You have to find out. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of, like, a, I think, to me at least, it's a slightly different mode of thinking mm-hmm. relative to just, like, the creation aspect when yeah. you're just, like, making something. Mm-hmm. You have in mind, oh, this is what I want to happen. you bring mm-hmm. that out, that's one thing. And then, oh, it didn't work out. What's going wrong?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so do you ever think about, like, interacting pieces as, like, interacting people? Hmm. Um, not really. I
1: I think the only time that might come up is when you really do have, like, you know, say two different services talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Then it is kind of more like that model, and I might
0: think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, it's kind of switching gears a little bit to talking about different uh scales do you notice like any different ways you conceptualize code at different scales like so maybe mm, you would think mm-hmm. of a method in one way a class in another or like a whole module in a different way um i think i, I feel for coding
1: especially working you know in industry on large code bases and things like that uh, you know abstraction is super important and mm-hmm. just being able to say okay we're it, it's going to call this library or whatever it's going to do its thing Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm not going to think about that Mm -hmm. any further so um you know there's that there's kind Mm -hmm. of like reaching the wall of what you want to of what you want to think about Mm -hmm. at any particular
0: time um so when you do that like mm -hmm. you've made something into a black box right uh what do you like what uh shape do the black boxes take do you do you see them do you feel them do you um
1: no i don't think so it's um well you know you're reading you're reading this code and you just get to a certain thing and you think okay well that's gonna do that i won't worry about yeah anything beyond there yeah and then it comes back um yeah, I don't think I, I, like, visually see it as, as mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, – well, there is one other sort of uh, specific thing that I t- have asked in the past. Like, okay. let's imagine you have, like, two uh, methods – like, mm-hmm. and you need to take the output from one and, you know, do something to it and then feed it into another one. Okay, right. right. So, does that carry any, like, um, experiential metaphors hmm. or associations?
1: Hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, well, depending on the situation, there's a few f- forms of... It. So in a way you can think of it as like a mathematical operator i guess mm-hmm. i don't know if that's a
0: okay analogy, i mean literally <laughs> another so. <laughs> level in direction <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> well sure but um you know kind of how you might think of a of a of a, of a function a mathematical function it's mm-hmm. this thing that like takes in a number and then gives you out other numbers mm-hmm. so there's kind of that analogy of like yeah you're thinking of this as like
0: a a logical operation. Mm-hmm. But specifically, so then, like, composing to logical operations. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like... Just... Function composition. <laughs> yeah. To you, it feels, like, purely logically, like... For the most
1: part, yeah. It, um, you know, in some cases where you have, like, a stream of inputs and a stream of output, then in that case, I think a good analogy is, like, a tube, kind of. You think uh-huh. of, like, things
0: coming out and stuff happening and then going on. Mm-hmm. Right. Um... Yeah. What about memory? So we talked a little bit about um, like memory going out of bounds, right? Do you have any Mm -hmm. like visualization of like memory being allotted to a process or? No, I don't think so. Not a visualization, you know, because under the (laughs) hood there's all this. All this stuff. <laughs> okay. so <we> can't, can't, <laughs> Do you know much about like under the hood? Cause I don't like, Oh, to me, sure. It's a... Sure.
1: Well, again, this comes from starting a long time okay, ago. In the old yeah. days, you have to really used to think about your memory and how it was going to mm-hmm. uh, be, be managed. Um, you know, you might even want to like get a block of it and piece it up yourself or something. But, um, you know, and in those days, sure, you, you, you could think of it as a, as a as a block or like a big list because you mm-hmm. you might even end up viewing that all in a X viewer or something okay. like that. So, but nowadays, you know, not so much. Mm. I think that the way things are currently, yeah, you know, you're thinking well. There's certainly you know boundaries. You have a you have a vector, and you know it has a certain size, and mm-hmm. that's the, that's the limit or something like that. But,
0: mm-hmm uh has the way you think about code changed as you've gotten more experience
1: i think so uh you know certainly with my background of like writing stuff a lot on my own and then mm-hmm. also also in grad school I, I didn't count that as professional experience but in a way it is because you're coding like all, all the time at least yeah for the sorts of things i was doing but the big difference is it's mostly like on your own and and so definitely one of the big changes is just thinking about How important um, maintainability is? (laughs) Uh
0: Yeah, I I think that's for sure. Like the the biggest change. So, are you thinking about how other people will read it,
1: or right? Exactly, and and, you know, even even things like testing. Like you Mm -hmm. know, initially I thought, oh, testing is to make sure that your program is correct. No, it's to make sure that nobody else breaks it later on. Yeah, just that like realization. Yeah,
0: (laughs) because there's of course it was right to begin with. I mean, yeah, goes without saying. Um. It, so, specifically, can you remember, like, along your, you know, history of coding, like, mm-hmm. when you first started, did you think about it, like, one way, and then now you think about it, like, have sort of different um, concepts operating? Like, I imagine when you first learned, yeah. it would be primarily verbal. Like, you would type in Sure, yep, things and, yep, yep.
1: Yeah, and, and there was, um, y- you know, I still... Pretty young, but there was a point where object-oriented programming mm-hmm. came out, and uh, uh, in the language small talk, and in uh, I was using Pascal at the time, and Turbo Pascal came out with the object-oriented, and that was definitely like a change in thinking. Mm-hmm. I think you know, like oh yeah, you want to make these logical, um, you know, group things together into into concepts, mm-hmm. and then the idea of polymorphism and all that sort of stuff.
0: And how many years had you been coding when that started? Not very long, and like I said, I was a kid. I yeah. don't know if I can even so you call don't it coding because that was like yeah. in the
1: in the sixth grade, maybe. So, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, But yeah. you
0: do remember the experience of like learning. I remember reading oriented.
1: the the manual for that version
0: of Turbo Pascal. I'm okay. Like, oh, wow, this is, this is interesting Did it kind of blow your mind, or like,
1: um, you know, a little, and um. You know, but of course, I was probably more focused on the things you could do with it because, you know, at that time also they came out with like all these user interface classes, so you could, mm-hmm. you know, previously you kind of had to do all this stuff on your own, and now oh, there's all these widgets you can make mm-hmm. boxes and things, <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know that was it was kind of cool that there was like this good application for that concept of well, you know, because of course user interfaces. I think they fit pretty well with the object-oriented paradigm, you know, mm-hmm. things inheriting and so on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: And did you notice, like, like acquiring any new metaphors when you started uh, using mm. object-oriented programming? Yeah, you probably do it, in that.
1: You know, before you're just writing like function after function. Well, especially if you're just writing your own. Yeah, yeah especially if you're a kid. But now it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make this thing, and it's gonna it's gonna be able to it's gonna do this stuff. You know, it's mm-hmm. got these these the functions are verbs, things you can do to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Cool. Well, that's all the questions I have. So all right. thanks Great. for joining me, okay, Brett. Thank you.